Welcome back, ESPN Radio. It's the Drive, Devin Dixon Show, brought to you today by our friends at Eagle Gate Title. I've got Annie Thompson hanging out with me and the superintendent of the Washington County School Districts, Larry Bergeson. It's been way too long, Larry. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful, Devin. Yeah, since ball game time when I was principal at Dixie High, probably. I know. Last we used time to... I spoke with you I, on the radio. You know what, though? I still see you getting out to some of the high school ball games. I love watching the high school sports and activities, all the activities. In fact, that's what I miss the most. I bet. I bet uh, high school basketball playoffs start this week. We had a play-in game in the girls' side last night. We just found out the pairings on the boys' side. It's an exciting time of year for a lot of our student-athletes. We're excited for that. We start sending buses all over the state. Not something we're way excited about, especially when you have snowstorms and things like that and a little added cost. But we're excited about the activities for kids, the opportunities for them to showcase their skills and, and just have fun. Uh, obviously, a lot of new exciting things happening. But before we get into that, the snow day, what is the district's policy? How do you sort through whether you, you cancel school? We never have to deal with this, Larry. No. This is uncharted territory. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not very often. I'm pretty used to it from Wyoming days and Idaho days. Yes. But we were more prepared with snow tires on buses, drivers who have uh, driven a bus in snow, as well as uh, the students have driven in snow. So for here, a little bit of a worry. If the snow starts sticking on the roads uh, too much and it gets too slippery, then we uh, can do one of two things. We either do a late start, push everything back by two hours if we think it's going to get better, or we can call school. The negative, and this is what people often don't think about, we have to make that day up. Right. And they're so often... Uh, they don't want to do that during spring Idaho, break. Just wasn't. No. <laughs> and it's, it's either Easter break, spring break, where we, where we have to take a day. So two things we think about. Number one is the safety of our students and our employees and everyone that travels. The second thing is, when are we going to make that day up? Because we are required to make it up. So we post things on our website. You'll see it's already uh, a post there about we're going to monitor, see how things look over the night. And uh, then we'll make a decision by probably 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Post everything as well as uh, the radio. We'll inform you guys. You guys can help us get the word out. And we'll go from there. Good stuff. Larry Bergeson hanging out with us here at TDS Cable for Business Studios. A lot of talk about the new high school, Larry. How big of a project's that been? What's the latest? I see they're announcing a lot of the teaching positions. They're now starting that hiring process. I know we're getting a lot of the coaches hired. There's still mm -hmm. yet to be hires made, though. Uh, that's a big undertaking. Huge undertaking. Uh, with the growth that we have here, we've grown by 1,000 students each of the last four years, you know, just an average. So that's 4,000 students over that period of time. So needless to say, we have to bond regularly, and I would just thank the community for the support of the bond. Without that bond money, we can't build schools, and we would look at things like year-round school split session. But fortunately, we don't have to do that. Um, so we have Crimson Cliffs Middle that opened this year, mm -hmm. Crimson Cliffs Intermediate. Actually, it's Washington Fields Intermediate. And then Crimson Cliffs High School will open uh, this fall. We're very excited about it, trying to balance numbers. Uh, we don't like to shift boundaries any more than we have to. But we're excited about both of those schools. Uh, and yes, we're currently staffing, uh, teachers, coaches, and uh, getting everything ready for uh, the opening of that new school next year. Pretty exciting stuff. And Rusty Taylor is going to be the new principal of that school. And uh, he's already kind of shifted over and in full-on hire mode right now. How's the new gym? I'm curious. How's the football field going to look? I haven't seen the specs on that. I haven't you know, been over there to see inside of it yet. Well, give us a little taste of what that's going to be like as far as athletics and the facilities. 
Uh, the facilities, we try and stay as, as consistent and equal as we can. It's going to look very similar to uh, the Desert Hills gym, uh, mm-hmm. Hurricane High School's new gym. Yep, nice. going to be about the same layout there. Of course, the different uh, mascots and different things that'll and colors of the school. We're excited about this new school and the colors, and it's always exciting to open new school. A little bit of a challenge kind of for that new school to compete for a year or two, but we're optimistic with the growth and uh, the programs that are being established at Crimson Cliffs that it'll be able to be competitive very soon. Uh, one other thing that I've been asking all the coaches about, and this is the Utah High School Athletic Association, and I know you know a little bit about this, is this new way we're going to qualify teams, the new RPI rating system that our neighboring states have been using. I know you're a sports fan, Larry, and so I'm just curious, you know, how this is going to, this two-year test period is going to go in your mind. Do you like it? What are you hearing? What are, what are some of the meetings, what are people saying about this system? We're excited about it, uh, a little concerned about a few things. I think travel will be similar mm-hmm. to what it's been before, depending on how it works. Um, we're probably going to send another team or two because our region is generally strong. So when you do an RPI, then, of course, instead of seating, just automatically limiting it to four, you know, you can send that fifth and sixth place teams if their uh, rankings are high enough. And I expect that uh, in many of our sports that will be the case. So we'll send more buses. It'll give more students an opportunity to uh, compete in postseason play. Uh, if your Brent Bills are business administrators, you're a little concerned about how much more money that's going to cost sending these buses <laughs> in different places and parts of the state where we live as far south as we do. But we're excited for it. Uh, some of the concerns, of course, deal with scheduling and people being a little preferential based on the power ranking and the potential points they could earn if they get wins versus this team versus that team. So there are some concerns. Uh, again, uh, several of our neighboring states run this. And so we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, Larry Bergeson hanging out with us in studio here on ESPN Radio. Larry, how... how- how is the scheduling in other places you've seen it work? Has it come to a point where the state needs to step in for certain schools and help them fill out? Because that, that preseason schedule becomes just as important as the region schedule now. Yes, it does. Yeah. Everything counts. And yes, in some of the states that have done it, Wyoming, where I was before here, as I talked to Principal Mike Meese of Pineview, uh, the state does sometimes have to get involved yeah. to help round out schedules and to be fair. Otherwise, we might have teams that just can't fill a schedule. Uh, interesting stuff. We'll have to see how that all uh, shakes out. One thing that's always a, a challenge, I see they need more officials. And, and, Larry, I don't know. I know you don't have anything specifically to do with this, but I, I hear our coaches don't make a lot of money. Is there any talks on how we can get our coaches more, more to do? Because they put in countless hours. I don't even want to try to figure out what our coaches make per hour. You do. You really don't want to figure that. It's <laughs> not very much. <laughs> kind of like teachers and coaching's even worse. Yeah, um, I know that's a hot topic. It's year round anymore. You know, it used to be more seasonal, and that's quite a few years back that you would go there. This is year thirty-seven for me, and even back thirty-seven years ago, starting out coaching at Preston High School. Yes, Napoleon Dynamite's high school is really? when I started teaching and coaching. Uh, yep, so that's my claim to fame. But even back then, it was year-round, a lot of summer camps and different things. But it's even become more time-consuming. And in order to compete, you have to spend that time. And coaches aren't paid a lot. We've raised our
our coaches' salaries uh, over the past handful of years somewhat? Uh, are they paid what we would like to pay them or what they deserve? No, teachers aren't either. Right. And no, so I we, we really work on limited budgets and limited funds. And uh, they do it because they like to work with kids, they like sports, and they, they like to have a positive influence on, on the lives of these young people. Uh, that's basically it. Um, to do it for the money is not the case. How are these states like, you know, California or Texas or Florida, how are they paying their coaches $100,000 a year to coach the high school football team? Well, is that no state tax in Texas, so they're funneling money in, or what are they doing down there? Well, I'm not sure where all the money comes, and sometimes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> boosters uh, and programs and different things, especially when you look at Texas. But even the commitment of people to pass a bond in Texas, they'll pass a bond for millions of dollars. It's crazy. I mean, the amount that we would spend to build a whole high school campus like the new Crimson Cliffs, mm -hmm. they'll spend that on just a, a football stadium. So it's, it, you know, kind of depends and what part of the country you're from and where you're at. But uh, it can be really expensive to do these programs and to run these programs. Utah, with its per-pupil expenditure being one of the lowest in the country, makes it difficult. In Wyoming, where I was before, it wasn't uncommon. Even this is my 18th year, 18 years ago, we had some head coaching programs that would earn close to $10,000 just for that sport. Good stuff. We're talking with Superintendent Larry Bergeson here on ESPN Radio. Larry, what are, let me pose a question to you. What are some of the other you know hot topics or things that are coming, that, whether it's sports or not, that people in southern Utah may or may not be aware of? One of the things that we're excited about, you know, obviously growth is always there for us, but part of our new bond approved in this past bond is a new career tech high school. It's going to be grades 9 through 12, open fall of 22, and it will be a standalone school, meaning those students that choose to go there and explore pathways that will lead to Dixie Technical College on the Hill, Dixie State University, uh, uh, on that side, as far as like uh, programming, coding, and things like this, um, there's going to be an opportunity for students to earn an industry-rated certificate at the same time they earn their high school diploma. That's a unique wow. thing, a unique opportunity. We're going to be able to connect students to an area of interest and a line of study and education that will establish relevancy for them and a connection to uh, post-secondary education as well as gainful employment. Now, if, if you're... Your, your kid still wants to play athletics and they want to go to this new school. Can they do both? Yes. They would uh, then the eligibility rules from the Utah High School Activities Association would still be in play. Where you live. So wherever they live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their boundary school, they're able to go back and whether it's sports, the arts, any extracurriculars, they can go back and compete at that school. That's very cool. It's a neat thing. Uh, it, we're excited for this school. Uh, great interest. Dude, Over 3,000 students and their parents have expressed interest in this school. What, when that happens, you got to, do you guys have a, a location selected yet? Right now, tentatively, we want to locate it in an area, probably along the Southern Parkway mm -hmm. somewhere, okay. where kids can have access all over the county. And if there's room in the school, which we're not sure there will be, then we'll even open up to other districts outside of this area that parents can have uh, students come to that. Good stuff. Larry Burgess is superintendent of Washington County School District, hanging out with us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to make some picks for the uh, state tournament that starts on Friday, but how do you think Region 9 will do? We always seem to do better, if memory serves me, when it's either at the Burns Arena or up there at the America First Arena in Cedar City. It seems like when that state tournament's down south, we kind of rise to the occasion. Yeah, we do. I think the home uh, town crowd is always good. One of the things I tell people, they ask me, you know, of course I was principal at, at Dixie High School. My youngest two graduated from Hurricane High School. 
who are you going to cheer for in this superintendent position? Well, this is my answer. I'll never cheer again for a losing team. <laughs> so well, that's but. one answer. Although I have a tendency to cheer for the underdogs. It's going to be nice to be able to go to games and be able to cheer for one of our district teams and not have to worry about showing preferential treatment. So I'm excited for the playoffs. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good, and uh, fans uh, will just have to travel up to uh, Cedar City to watch teams play. Got to win that first-round game, though, this Friday night. Uh, we do know the matchups. Uh, Dixie will host Lehigh. Pineview will be at home hosting Salem Hills. Hurricane will go to Payson, and Canyonview will go to Orem. That's on the boys' side. On the girls' side, we had a play-in game last night, Larry. We had Desert, uh, at Desert Hills High School. It was a neutral site game. They hosted it between Pineview and Snow Canyon, and Pineview wins by five. So they'll get the final berth into the girls' state 4A tournament coming up this week. It's going to be fun to watch these games. We want to wish all of our athletes, all of our coaches, uh, the best of luck. hope they uh, go far into the tournament, and uh, we're excited to spend some time watching some good games. Yeah, spring sports will be here right before you know it. I mean, tryouts probably start next week. We just need the spring weather to start sooner rather than later. It'll come. It'll be good. It'll come. Good luck avoiding the snow day tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Larry Ferguson, everybody, here with us on ESPN Radio. We've got to take a time out. Lots more sports talk coming up on the other side.